Welcome to Effortless Swimming, the podcast for swimmers, triathletes, and coaches. Join Australian swim coach Brenton Ford as he reveals the latest techniques and information to improve your swimming. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the seventh podcast of the Effortless Swimming podcast. I'm here with Justin McAvoy, who's a physiotherapist, and he's been away with the Australian team on World Championships, World Cups, and a lot of other uh, big events around the world. He's treated swimmers such as Ian Thorpe, Grant Hackett, Liesl Jones, Jeff Hugel, and also a number of international swimmers such as Peter van der Hugenband, Michael Phelps, Ed Moses, Roland Schumann, and Jenny Thompson. And Justin's been a physio for the last 24 years, and he was one of the first to become a qualified sports physio in Australia. And uh, Justin joins me on the line today, and we're going to talk about some of the main, the common injuries that we see among swimmers, uh, what causes them, how they can treat them, and uh, reduce the likelihood of getting injured. So welcome to the call, Justin. Thanks very much for that, Brenton. Looking forward to your quiz. <laughs> I, I, I guess the, the first thing I want to ask is how did it all start for you? Um, actually, I, I, I became a physiotherapist um, after having an actual injury, I was a swimmer myself, first of all. Uh, I used to train in, at, uh, in Melbourne with uh, Bill Atkinson, who was a fantastic swimming coach. Um, he was actually, his squad was the foundation of the Vic Centre, Melbourne Vic Centre Club. Um, and uh, I actually retired from swimming and um, had an injury, uh, an accident. I cut my tendons in my wrist and thought I'd become a physiotherapist after that injury. So um, that's how it all started. And uh, then when I became a physiotherapist, I started working uh, with uh, Buddy Portier, um, who was coaching swimming at Melbourne Grammar with his swimmers and then started working with the VIS. And then from VIS, I went to the Australian team. So how, how did you move from just starting out in physio to becoming one of the, the main physios to work with the Australian swim team? Um, I think a lot of it had to do with my background. Um, because I was a swimmer, I actually had a really good understanding of the biomechanics of all the different four strokes, um, as well as turning and starting. Um, and when um, I spoke to swimming coaches about their swimmers, they could actually talk on a, a, a level that um, of understanding so that you know they could use their normal jargon and I understood it whereas a lot of physios who haven't had that experience in swimming you know can't follow what what they what the swimming coach is getting at or um, you know can't communicate as well and that, I think that's where it sort of helped cross the line into swimming and and it was became quite um, important that I could communicate with coaches pretty well yeah and, and what are some of those common injuries that you see amongst swimmers um, I think that you know the most common injury is probably um, the shoulder injury. I think the shoulder's the um, sort of crux of the, the swimmer's injury, but it, it's often um, a symptom of their of, of other problems. Um, and uh, so the person, a swimmer will come in and say they've had a sore shoulder for a period of time, and often it's um, – you know, the shoulder is, is what they're complaining of, but they've probably got like either a very stiff thoracic spine, uh, very stiff uh, neck, um, or they've got bad technique or, or, or all of those things. So it's one of those um, things where they come in with a sore shoulder, which, you know, if you treat the sore shoulder and get them back swimming, it'll probably come back again because they've got these other underlying problems. So, yeah, often what, what happens is we'll see the shoulder injury 
Um, but then we'll say, right, to fix this shoulder, we're going to treat your upper back and neck and uh, get some more mobility there to take stress off your shoulder and, um, and their shoulder gets better long term that way. Um, then there's uh, hip, hip pathology, which is quite surprising but very common. Um, we get a lot of swimmers with what we call labral, labral injuries, labral tears and um, labral tethering. Um, which is the the little um, uh, cup around the um, hip joint sometimes gets impinged by the hip when you do really fast kicking. Um, Eamon Sullivan's one of the swimmers, uh, Australian swimmers, who's had a lot of problem with his hip, but it's 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 quite a common problem with swimmers. Um, and probably I'd say probably Ryan necks and sore necks is probably the next most common after those the, the shoulder and the hip. So what causes most of those injuries? With Is it just bad technique or is it overworking them? What, what are the main causes of it? Yeah, but both those things. Um, you know, sometimes people have a predisposition to, you know, a shoulder injury or a hip injury because of the way they're put together. You know, sometimes people have um, in their shoulder will have um, what's called a beaked acromion, which means they're much more likely to have a shoulder impingement. Um then there's people who have um, in their hip joint the um, the way that the cup, the acetabulum is facing is slightly um, deviated and therefore they're more likely to impinge the the um, femur, the neck of the femur on the, on the edge of the cup of their acetabulum. So sometimes it's a structural thing that they're born with. Um, then there's the people who uh, have... Um, uh, um, bad technique and hopefully the coaches can fix that up but um, poor technique you know does does cause a lot of injuries and then there's the people who get worked too hard too early um, you know they're just starting out or they've had a break and then they get back into training and they go too hard and their their their, their structures their tendons and their muscles just aren't quite ready for the load they put on it and the load breaks down their tendons mm -hmm. so those three things you know, um, anatomical, the way they're put together, um, um, bad technique and um, uh, overload can, can occur and cause these injuries. Mm. You know, I've been to, or to Physio Health, which is your clinic and your business, and you've got um, quite a lot of physios there and offices around Melbourne. Um, yep. And I've yeah, been there the last six months, and the way, the way you've treated um, the injuries that I've come in for has been quite different to what um, has been done when I've been to other physios and I've found that the treatment that you guys have used has, has worked much better than, than what I've used in the past um, because the, the, common the common advice I've got from physios is just rest it, stay out of the water for a week and just do these exercises. But can you talk a little bit about how you treat some in injuries differently than most physios? Yes, certainly, Brenton. We, we at Physio Health, we um, pride ourselves on being very hands-on, uh, number one, and therefore... If you come to see one of us, we'll be um, really using our hands to get stuck into any sort of tight structures or fatigue structures that have um, tightened up and formed bands. So we'll use our hands to actually release those structures to enable the joint, whether it's the shoulder joint or the hip joint or a joint in your neck or upper back, um, to, to move correctly. So number one, we, we use lots of hands-on technique. 
Number two, we have a really good understanding of the biomechanics of the stroke that the person is doing because commonly swimmers come in and they'll say, you know, my shoulder hurts when I'm doing backstroke only or only hurts when I do freestyle and butterfly. Um, so, you know, often it's a specific um, problem that they've got in part of that range. So because we have an understanding of that, we can actually, um, you know, be really specific about why why that injury is occurring and therefore um, go to that underlying cause that I was talking about before, the underlying cause, and that underlying cause could be a problem with stiffness in the cervical spine or stiffness in, in the upper back. Um, yeah, so basically we're hands-on, we look for the underlying cause, and also the other thing we try to do, Brenton, is become very um, intense with our treatment because we know that you've been you know, swimming 5Ks a session, um, if, if, we, if we're very gentle and uh, very light, we're not going to achieve a great deal to change that the, t- the tissue that we're treating, like whether it's a shoulder a rotator cuff tendon or a, or a back muscle. If we treat it very lightly, it's not going to achieve a great deal. It's not going to change anything. Whereas if we can get in and really release like a thickened, tightened up, scarred up uh, muscle, um, we know that we'll make a change that's going to be effective over the next few days or a week so that you can get back into your training and actually change what you're doing wrong technique-wise or whatever. So they're the main reasons why if you come to physio health, it's a bit different to going to other physiotherapists. Yeah, every time I come in, I expect to be in a lot of pain (laughs) when I I come (laughs) to the where you get treated. But um, it's a good kind of pain. It's like a massage sort of thing, but, um, you know, quite a, a bit more intense. And, um, exactly, and it is intense. And it's purely to, you know, with with um, most people come in and they've got, um, say, pain in their shoulder, for example, Brenton, and they'll have, uh, you'll have a feel of the all the structures around their uh, shoulder blade, their scapula, and you'll feel there'll be like a band of really tight fibers. Now those fibers have built up that tightness over a period of probably weeks, and and what those tight fibers do, they stop the scapula moving the way that it should move to enable you to do your stroke correctly, and therefore you develop an injury. So if we can find that tight band, release it, meaning get in amongst those fibers and make them soft again, then you'll be able to go and do your stroke and your scapula will move more freely and therefore you won't have that impingement occurring. So if it, that's really important that we get in there and really have an effect, release that the those tight fibers and make those fibers nice and soft so that your scapula moves correctly. Yeah, well, I, the first time I came into you guys is when I had a, a, a few torn muscles from lifting something the wrong way and you guys got stuck into it uh, and then treated it and then you said just from at 70% in your sessions and um, work you know, work it yourself before training, give it a quite a hard massage. That's right, yeah. Then ice it afterwards. and um, That's exactly right. Yeah, it fixed itself in a week and a half. Um, yeah. Which, you know, when... We really like, we really, if we can, if, exactly. And, and Brenton, the thing about having a, uh, you'd mentioned the fact that um, I'm a sports physiotherapist. It's a, it, That's a title um, awarded by the Australian Physiotherapy Association and part of being a sports physiotherapist is that we try to enable people to continue their sport as much as possible um, with their injury. So, you know, we'll talk to you about, you know, only swim up to a maximum of 70% or 50% or 40%. We'll say, okay, swim um, arms only for a period or legs only for a period. We might get you doing sculling rather than swimming for a period, but we will try and keep you in the water swimming uh, rather than get you out of the water because often you get a person out of the water 
they, their muscles atrophy or their joints stiffen up more and they get back in the water and they're actually no better than they were before. Yeah, and that's the difference with going to someone who really knows what they're talking about specific to sport, you know, because if you're out of the water for a week in swimming, then it takes two weeks to catch up. So it's just too long for a swimmer to spend out of the water. So you've just got to somehow find a way to keep them going and that's that's what I really liked when I came into physio health. Yeah, that's exactly right, Brendan. That's the other thing I I, um, I think is really, really important. And, and you know, um, back in, I think, um, I think it was about 1997, or 98, um, I started doing um, VI, looking after the VIS swimmers. And um, at that time, you know, you talk to coaches about injuries and um, it was all about being um, sort of reactive. And gradually over the years, working with uh, Rowan Taylor um, uh, and um, other coaches like Ian Pope and um, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other, other big uh, Wayne Laws, of course, down at Halebury. These guys have all started, they understand that actually, and they understand better than anyone, that they don't want their swimmers out of the water. So what we do now is try and have preventative treatment. And, and the idea is that we look after the swimmers so that they don't get an injury, so that there's no question that they don't, they don't get an injury and have to spend time out of the water. Because as you said, any time out of the water – takes time, heaps of time getting back their fitness. They, you always lose fitness much quicker than you gain fitness. Um, so we try and do a lot of preventative treatment. Um, all the elite level swimmers come to us weekly to have their their um, tight structures stretched, you know, um, get activation of, of any structures, say, you know, glutes aren't, aren't activating or something like that. We get them activating. Um We'll look at look at their bodies in such a way that we say, right, we're going to prevent you getting injured. We're going to prevent you having to stop or reduce or change your your um, program. Um, just recently, we've had a swimmer, uh, a very high profile swimmer, who's had a bit of a shoulder um, issue. But because we see her on a weekly basis, as soon as she she'd only felt the soreness for like one day or that morning, and then saw us the next day. She hasn't. We were able to treat her straight away, settle it down, um, mobilise the joint so that it was freed up, and she's she hasn't missed a missed a beat in her training program. And her coach is very pleased because it's you know five weeks out or less to the um, trials, and you just can't afford to to lose um, time out of the water. Yeah, and I think that um, getting checked reg, you know regularly going in. If you're swimming three, four, five times a week or more, then you need to go and see a physio once a month just for a checkup to make sure everything's fine. You're not becoming tight yep. in a certain area, and just have those those monthly checkups. That's exactly what that is. That is absolutely correct. You know, and you know the the, the kids who are doing sort of say five sessions a week, if they come in monthly, that's perfect. The ones who are training, you know, eight to ten sessions, they probably come in fortnightly. And then if you're a, a person who's um, your whole life is swimming, and you're one of the elite level swimmers in in Australia, then you get seen weekly mm. yeah, yeah. And i think that's the best way to avoid um, getting an injury and what, what are some of the other ways you can reduce the likelihood of getting injured um yep the um uh, what we try and do is get them to have regular massage um just straight out deep tissue massage um also and most of the most of the um very good coaches in in melbourne especially um, do this, they, they keep their swimmers flexible as well as strong. So they're all doing dry land to, for strength and flexibility. If they're flexible and they're strong 
and they're getting a, a, a sort of a, a regular deep tissue massage, then you're not going to build up a lot of um, uh, sort of tension and, and, and therefore cause problems that will turn into an injury. Yeah, that dry land training, that's, that's a great way to prevent getting injured because if you haven't got the initial strength there, then whatever you're doing in the water, it's hard to have the, the right kind of um, yep. you know, power to be able to do anything useful in the water. That's right. And the other thing is, Brenton, that, um, you know, swimmers, if you look at a swimmer, they're really hypermobile. One of the great things about swimmers is that they've got this absolute um, massive range of movement, for example, of their shoulders, their ankles, their hips, which is a great thing. And that's what you need to get good technique. You can't get that high elbow position in the catch um, in freestyle or all strokes, freestyle, every single stroke, unless you've got really good abduction and internal rotation of the shoulder joint. Now, it's all very well being hypermobile, but if you don't have the, the strength to go with that increased range of movement, you'll also get injury. So it's a combination of both um, uh, flexibility, so you need the range of movement, but at the same time you need the um, strength throughout that, that you know, extensive range of movement so that the person can get the position in the water that they need to propel themselves forward as fast as they can, but at the same time stabilise the joint and have strength, as you said, to, to push them on. Mm, yeah, that's right. And at major meets, the swimmers that you've seen, do a lot of them come in with niggling pain during injuries? Like how common is it for swimmers to race when they're not completely 100%? It's very common. Um, you know, uh, most swimmers will have some sort of weakness that they've had, had for a period of time that that they um, are keeping on top of and um, especially when you like coming into this year for example Brenton you know the swimmers have been doing their they've been aiming at these trials probably from a year out so it's it's one of those things where if they've got a bit of a niggle it, they'd rather just get it sort of fixed up but keep training and um, and push on because I just don't have as I said before that there's just no time for being out of the water so a number of the swimmers um, race and you know compete at high, the highest level and they have they carry these niggly little injuries it, that's not the best situation of course but um and you try and reduce that as much as possible but because of the intensity of training the, the amount of training it's probably in the real world it's probably pretty hard to have absolute abs to be absolutely perfect and i'm sure there are a number of swimmers who aren't don't have injuries but uh, a high majority of them actually do have niggly things that you know we have to look after while we're on tours to make sure that they, they, they can keep swimming at their maximum. And you're telling me a story about Jenny Thompson in the Hundred Fly, who was. Uh, That's right. Jenny Thompson was the um, famous American uh, female champion swimmer. Um, she was at the uh, last ever um, international meet, which was the uh, World Short Course in Indianapolis. And uh, she was um, swimming against Libby Lenton in the 50 butterfly. And uh, she, it was amazing. She, she, had, she started her um, career, you know, I think probably 10 or more years before that, um, winning a 50 butterfly in the short course. And she wanted to finish her career doing the same. But she arrived at the pool for the final with a wry neck and her, her head was twisted over to one side and she couldn't move her neck. And uh, the American coach and doctor approached the Australian team and asked if, if we could actually 
um, look after Jenny and, and, and they admitted that it was a weird sort of a request but um, they were desperate and uh, Libby, uh, the coach, uh, Lee Nugent at the time said, no, look, Justin, you know, you ask Libby and, you know, if she says it's okay, you know, you should probably go and help her. So I asked Libby and Libby said, hey, no worries, don't worry, that's fine. So I went and treated her and it was a, a funny situation. She, they had they had a physical therapist, they had a kinesiologist, they had their exercise physiologist, they had a chiropractor, an osteopath, and a, an athletic trainer. There was six people all around her and I thought, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Anyway, um, she's actually a medical doctor herself and she'd already uh, given herself some um, anti-inflammatory medication which hadn't made a big difference and uh, – so anyway, I just did this really quite vigorous um, soft tissue maneuver of her neck and it worked. It actually helped. She could straighten her neck and uh, she actually uh, raced very, very well. In fact, she raced too well and she beat Libby and, and Libby complained to me that uh, I did too good a job on uh, Jenny <laughs> Thompson. But uh, she finished her career with a gold medal. <laughs> uh, what a great story. <laughs> yeah, it's a good son. That's awesome. Well, yeah. so what's on the horizon for you? Are you going away with any more teams in the near future? Um, I'm pretty sure there's a uh, an altitude team that I'm travelling with us, a group of swimmers from Queensland uh, keen to go over and do some altitude training, dependent on the results of the, um, the uh, uh, trials in uh, March. So I'm not sure exactly if that's going ahead or not until after the trials. Um, but I'm sure that something's going to happen there and we'll be travelling to um, Arizona for some altitude training and then um, and no one knows really who's in the Olympic team until the um, national uh, titles are in at the trials in March as well. So we'll see what happens. Sounds good. And, uh, yeah. and if people want to get in touch with you or go to one of the physio health uh, clinics for a check-up or to have an injury treated, where, how can they find out where you guys um, are located? Yep, the best thing to do is look at look us up on the web, um, physiohealth.com.au, and uh, we're we're sort of spread around Melbourne. We're in um, Essendon, Footscray, Williamstown, Port Melbourne, Mount Waverley, and Nunawading. Um and we're all our physios are very well trained in um, looking after swimmers, and uh, they'll, I'm sure they'll be very well looked after. Yeah, and I give it my highest recommendation. I've seen three different physios um, in your clinics around Melbourne and each time it's uh, it's dealt with the injury that I've gone to see them about really well. So uh, if any swimmers located in and around Melbourne, I um, yeah highly recommend Physio Health. So Thank you very much, Brenton. And I appreciate you jumping on the call and giving us an insight into... That's no, been my pleasure. Yeah, physio treatment for swimmers and um, it's, it's just such an important part of elite swimming. So um, Absolutely. Yeah, thank you again for being on the call. No worries, Brenton. Nice talking to you, mate. Anytime. You too. Thanks. All the best. Thanks for joining us on the Effortless Swimming Podcast. To get transcriptions, bonus videos, and to be the first to hear about new episodes, go to swimmingpodcast.com.